the following episode of Geeks and Beats contains language or subject matter that may be unsuitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Headquarters of Geeks and Beats Magazine, simulcast on shortwave radio and Citizens Band 14. This is the world's most popular podcast with Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth, featuring musical guest Sting. A look back at the year that was on Spotify, Google, and Pornhub. We'll tell you who the most popular musicians were, what we were searching for, and what we found after dark. And it does get dark. Uh, plus, you'll never guess who's coming to CES 2020. Her name begins with a T and has rump in it. And now, Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth. Yes, uh, the the new airport in Istanbul. It's just open since I think March. It's it's on its way to becoming the biggest airport in the world, and it is uh, gigantically huge. But um, I needed some gravel. I was having a little bit of a, an upset tummy situation, and in this entire this huge mall, this this incredibly giant airport. There was no pharmacy. Not only was there no pharmacy, but there was no place to buy any sort of over-the-counter medicine. If you wanted aspirin, if you wanted an antacid, if you wanted any of those things that you might run across uh, need when you're traveling, uh-uh, not available. I don't know why that might be, um, but it, it doesn't surprise me that airports are now giant shopping malls. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to all the big airports in the world, and I can tell you that uh, they, they are nothing but giant shopping malls. The best airport for shopping, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, Changi in, in Singapore. Uh, it is a destination unto itself for not only people who travel, but for people who live in Singapore. They just opened up this thing called the Jewel, which is a, a shopping mall at the airport nestled between uh, Terminals 1, 2, and 3. And it is uh, spectacular. It is. It's. It's. It's stunning, and I read someplace that the 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 amount of money spent in duty free shops in airports around the world is in the tens of billions of dollars. So uh, no wonder um, these these places are spending so much money on on you know finding new ways to separate you from your money. All right, you looking forward to looking ahead to twenty twenty or show? Uh, I think we should wrap things up a little bit. I mean, we do have a couple more shows before the year is over, but I think we you see we're not only at the end of the year; we're at, we're at the end of a decade. Yes, I, I you know it, it, it's it's got me freaked out a little bit that that in uh, three weeks it will be twenty twenty, mm-hmm. which which uh, even saying it now feels. You know, like I'm talking about something so far away in, in, into the future. But it's not. It's three weeks. It's amazing to me because if you rewind the clock 20 years in my head. Call me, call me, call me, call me, call me. 
that's 1980. Yes. The idea that 20 years ago was the year 2000, I explained to my 13-year-old daughter the concept of the Y2K bug. Uh Uh-huh. And how people, once the world did not come to an end after the Y2K, that people went, oh, well, yeah, what what fake news that was type of thing. And I had explained that since like 1985, when the mortgage industry started to realize that amortization period is going to be a huge problem, um, that maybe we need to do something about this. And then by 1993, the tech industry was all over the idea of trying to fix the date bug in computers where there were only two digits, not four. And therefore, 2001 would be 1901. We solved that problem before it was a major calamity, and so people assumed it wasn't a problem. Whereas I was explaining, this is a prime example of humanity coming together to solve a common problem, something we could apply to the environment and to society at large. Yeah, everybody still calls Y2K a fake. Right. Because nothing happened. It's because all us geeks were busy making it happen. Fixing it, yes. Exactly. They, they, they did a good job. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm 100% with you on this. All right, so then let's spend this episode looking back at 2019. I don't know if we're going to have a December 25th episode, because there's a lot of stuff on the go for people that day. What's, what's uh, I'm sorry, what's December 25th? Oh, that thing. Yeah, it's um, Isaac Newton's birthday. Yes, precisely. We've got three things we're going to look at here, looking back at the year that was. We're going to look at Spotify because streaming has become the means of consuming music today. Uh We are going to look at the other major purpose for the creation of the Internet, the year in review according to Pornhub Insights. And then we're going to look at Google's year. Notice I just let that one go by, right? You know, uh, of course we're going to. Maybe we should switch that up. Maybe we should end on the Pornhub Insights. I think we should, yes. That, that's, that would be a kicker for this program. Right. Okay, so when it comes to uh, 2019, the year of Spotify, it was quite the year. Top stream artists, I recognize really only one of them. Because you're not a hip-hop or, an, or a pop fan, are you? Post Malone, Billy Eilish, is that how you pronounce I, that? Eilish. Eilish, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and my daughter would have corrected me on that, I'm sure. And Ariana Grande. So Ariana Grande was really the only one I actually knew. Yeah, streaming is the domain of rap, hip-hop, R&B, and, and pop. Um, and for, for a variety of reasons. Well, first of all, those are the most popular genres these days. And secondly, that's what the kids are listening to. So, yeah, that's what they're. That's what's going to rank really high. So the top streamed songs, actually, uh, Billie Eilish. Did I pronounce that right now? Yes. Uh, Bad Guy, number two. Guy, yeah. Post Malone was number three with Sunflower. But the number one top streamed song of 2019, Senorita by Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Yeah. Canadian guy right at the top. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Shawn Mendes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, Eilish seems to be uh, tearing up the charts here. I mean, not only did the 17-year-old uh, make it to number two on the list of the top streamed songs, but she was the number one streamed album. 
She won a bunch of American Music Awards. She's going to end up winning a bunch of Grammy Awards. She's uh, got some Apple Music Awards. She's all over the place. My favorite thing about her, and the only thing I know about her, is that she got everybody all upset when she admitted she didn't know who the Rolling Stones... No, who was it? No, it was Van Halen. Van Halen. And I wrote something very, very impassioned about how I'm defending her. I mean, and it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, saying that 20 years ago to you is 1980. You know, she's 17. Van Halen was at its peak in 1984, which is 20 years before she was born. So why should she know about Van Halen? That's like you at age 17 uh, being asked about uh, Hoagie Carmichael. thought it would be the 60s but to your point it's it's more like a 40 year difference so if this was the 80s you're right it would have been the 1940s yes that's my yeah <laughs> so so why are we why are we you know hitting on this girl for not knowing about music that came up so many years before she was born having said that the top streamed song not released in the past decade was queen's bohemian rhapsody yeah but that was helped along by a bunch of different movies including the, the movie itself true true so that that's that that song has Bohemian Rhapsody is a weird one because it seems to have a life of its own. Every once in a while, it comes back. Um, when it first came out, people were kind of a paid attention to it, but it got a lot of really bad reviews in, in the early days. And then Queen built a reputation over the coming years, and Bohemian Rhapsody kept coming back as this weird song as part of their canon. And then, of course, the Wayne's World movie. Everybody remembers that scene. In Wayne's World, with their head banging to Bohemian Rhapsody on their way to wherever they were going. And from that point on, I mean, Mike Myers is owed a huge debt of gratitude by the members of Queen for really bringing back Bohemian Rhapsody. Again, another Canadian guy. Uh, because, that, you know, from that point on, from Wayne's World, uh, it becomes this iconic classic rock song. Do you go in for the astrology by any chance? Not a jet, no. Not a what? No, I don't know where I was going, but no. Okay, well, I was fascinated by this. According to Spotify, uh, the most active sign in the playlist world on is a Scorpio. Oh, wait a second. So Spotify has actually drilled down into the astrological signs of the artists. Most active sign based on cosmic playlist streams. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. So are we talking about the artist or are we talking about the, the listener? I suspect you're right. We're talking about the artist. The playlists specifically would be Scorpios. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Finish finish your thought. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't know anything about astrology either. So I looked it up on the internet just to figure it out because it must be true if it's on vice.com. And the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are drawn to energizing music 
whereas the Earth signs Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo are drawn to music that's more sensual. Air signs, uh, I'm a Scorpio. Hang on, stop, stop, stop. Where are you, Scorpio? Definitely a Scorpio. Okay, so what kind of music are you drawn to? Uh, I'm I'm working my way down the list. All right. right. Air signs are Libra, Gemini, and Aquarius. They're all about communication, so any track that has amazing lyrics is going to be great for them. And then the water signs, of which apparently I exist, in uh, Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio are very artistic, romantic, and creative. Uh-huh. When we think of grunge, for example, we think of Kurt Cobain, who was a Pisces, Courtney Love, who was a Cancer. I don't know any musicians who were Scorpios. Um, Aries. What's, what's Aries? That's me. You're a fire sign, right? So you're drawn to energizing music. Okay. Something that you can listen to during a workout. Yes. You work out? Three times a week. Okay. Pop pop or metal? Uh, there's a lot of metal in what I listen to. Yeah, okay. Uh, anything that gets your blood pumping. Okay. You like music that's upbeat and fast that you can move to. Uh, and you definitely like to go dancing. <laughs> there, that just shoots down astrology right there. Yeah, let's close that tab right okay. now. Okay. Not the most repeated song to come out of the Southern Hemisphere, Dance Monkey. Oh, this is Tones and I. She is a, an Australian woman who has had a massive hit single everywhere in the world except North America, but but that's coming. They say, oh my God, I see the way you shine. Well, why? Why hasn't made it this far yet? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like flu season. Everyone, it, everything begins in the southern hemisphere and eventually drifts its way north. Um, I guess maybe what's happened is that the establishment, the music establishment, hasn't struck any deal with with her, her management, or her original label to get the kind of promotion and distribution required to break into North America. But trust me, uh, Tones and I, Dance Monkey, coming this way. It's just too big of a worldwide hit. And it's I've been watching this, like I say, as, as a strain of the flu. You know, all flu begins in the Southern Hemisphere. I've been watching it waft out of, out of uh, Australia. And, uh, it, you know, it's all across Asia. It's all across Europe. It's reached the UK. And it's just a matter of time before it uh, it jumps the Atlantic. Meantime, we looked at the year in search in 2019 on the Google.com. Mm-hmm. You use the Google or are you a, a Bing kind of guy? No, you know, I every once in a while I, I default my search to Bing and I, and I always go back to Google. Yeah. As far as what was trending in 2019, uh, let's uh, it's defaulted to the United States. Shall we choose Canada specifically? Yes, please. For Canada, the number one search in 2019 was your Toronto Raptors. Yep. Well, Leonard could seal it at the line as he hits the first. You know it's over, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're still coaching. Crowd still here hoping for a miracle. Also here to cheer on. Leonard makes it official. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. Canadian election results were on there as well. Luke Perry, number four on the list, and Cameron Boyce, number five. Well, okay, oh, you know, know why Luke Perry was there, right? 
No, why was Luke Perry there? He died. Luke Perry didn't die, did he? Look it up. Really? Look it up. Luke Perry did. Oh, yeah, look at that. March 4th. Yeah, it was a while back. How did I miss that? Well, you weren't a Dino 210 fan. Uh, clearly not. What did he die from? Um... He suffered a massive stroke at the age of fifty-two. I knew it was it was wasn't uh, you know a self-administered thing. It was it was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, as far as those mostly concerned about uh, Luke Perry's death, um, those from Newfoundland and Labrador. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Nova Scotia and Saskatchewan. Those were the uh, interest by subregion. Uh, meantime, elsewhere on that list, uh, when uh, we look at questions like how do I or how something. The number one question was, how do I register to vote? Good. Yeah. How old is Dolly Parton? That's weird. She's 70-something. 70 72, I think. 73. Beef stroganoff. Oh, that was the big uh, recipe search. <laughs> yes. Number one. Why? I have no I, idea. I, I had the same list. You know, Google sent me the same list. I'm looking at that and going, why? What, what was it about 2019 that... That, that had everybody searching for beef stroganoff as a recipe. This is the problem with the Google Insights and the Google Trends, is that it doesn't give you any background information to help you understand this. However, if you live in Saskatchewan, you are more likely to be interested in beef stroganoff than anyone else in the country. Well, there's, there is a Ukrainian population there, which does make a little bit of sense. Um, oh, okay. But what do you think the number one TV show search for was on the, on the Google in 2019? It's got to be Game of Thrones. It's got to be. Followed by? Um, ooh. I don't know. What? Stranger Things. Really? Okay. Chernobyl, number three. Well, that one you needed to search about because it was a very complicated thing. And that's the nature of our our new way of consuming content is we do it on multiple screens simultaneously. Right. I mean, I watched Chernobyl and every once in a while I would go to the Google machine to find out exactly what they were talking about or whether or not this character was real or to explain some of the physics involved. Exactly. Um, number five on that list, by the way, is the one that drove me nuts the most about 2019. Tidying up with Marie Kondo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, did not spark joy for me. My wife now rolls my underwear when she does the laundry. I refuse to do it when I do the laundry. Uh, Everything's in rolls in my house now. Well, there's nothing. Why? Because that's what Marie Kondo does when it comes to folding clothes. Once you've, of course, discarded most of your clothes because they don't spark joy. That's right. Yeah. But it, clearly my underwear still sparks joy in my wife. She's rolling them into these little sushi rolls. Okay, now I'm going to go to bed tonight and have nothing but an image of your underwear drawer in my mind of all these rolled tidy whities and it's not going to be pleasant. London, Bangkok, New York, Cincinnati. From the worldwide headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, this is a GNB News Update. Hey, uh, did you hear Ivanka Trump might appear on a panel at CBS no, over there? No, 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 no. Yeah. 
Apparently, she's going to be the headline speaker in a panel with CTA's Gary Shapiro, who we have an interview with, by the way, while we're there. Uh She'll deliver the speech on Wednesday, January 8th, which is the day after the live show. What the hell is she going to be talking about? Couldn't possibly tell because you. she was at this thing in Doha recently, where everybody else was interviewed by journalists, but she had some PR flack. Intru- oh yeah, you know, toss these softball questions at her. CNET reports that it'll be Wednesday, January eighth, three p.m. No one else is confirming it at this point, uh, but CNET had pointed out that she had joined Google's chief executive officer back in October at a tech jobs announcement. Uh, with Donald Trump at the time. Uh, remember, this was when he had also, uh, Donald Trump had also uh, visited the Apple production facility in November, claiming that he was opening an Apple facility that had been open for like three years. Yeah, 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 taking credit for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the idea that she might deliver a speech is not only unexpected, um, but if it's true, you and I clearly have something to do at 3 p.m. on January oh, no, 8th. You, you, you restate. You have something to do. You're, you're not going to go sit in and hear what she has to say about the future of technology? No, I would just heckle, and then the Secret Service would come and take me away. You'd never see me again. We want to say thank you to Peter Servos, who dropped 20 bucks into the bin at uh, Geeks and Beats uh, GoFundMe campaign. Geeksandbeats.com. Click on the button at the top of the page. It'll get you right to it. Uh, Peter is going to make sure that you and I get there to the actual show, because the 20 bucks is going to pay for an Uber ride. And we're okay. We're covered, right? We're covered at this point, yes. Uh, we still have to rent a laptop for our ace director slash producer, Sean Jate, who's going to be there. I haven't figured that out, right? It's, uh... Only because he does have an, an Apple laptop, just like I do, except it's not actually his, it's his wife's. Oh. So she's like, no, you can't borrow my thing for a week. What, are you kidding me? So it's going to cost me three, five hundred bucks. Well, can't can we go just to Best Buy and get him some, some Windows machine? For 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 three ninety nine. Uh, yeah, well, exactly, and they're basically giving away Windows laptops now. But no, we need it because it's going to be cross platform. Him and me doing the editing, and he'll start one thing, I'll finish up. I'll do color correction and audio and all that kind of stuff. Color correction. Uh, We're doing a webcast. Why do you need color correction? Uh, because this is going to be the world's most popular podcast at CES twenty twenty. All right. Okay. Listen, listen. You, you fill your boots. I just don't want any part of it. And, I, you know, I will be happy to give you all the credit for the way this thing looks and sounds. Absolutely. But you're nuts. And we also want to say thank you uh, to our Patreon patrons, Kevin Ryan, uh, Sheila McMahon, uh, Jason Winterbottom, Walter McVean, as well as uh, Jacqueline Schwass, uh, Michael LeBlanc, uh, Blake and Trish Limburner, as well as Alyssa Sang, Jeff Coverly, Anthony Fole, Roland Wood, and others. By going to geeksandbeats.com, you can click the support the show link. That is what's going to help keep this show on the air. So between that and our PayPal uh, friends who are helping us out as well, uh, this is what's going to make it possible for us to cover these types of events like CES. Okay, well, we do appreciate it. Uh, and we will try to live up to all these heavy expectations. I mean, people have actually invested in this yeah. in good faith yeah. that we will come back with something entertaining and informative. And hence the need for color correction. All right. You sure. think so? All right. Hey, so we're staying at the Palms, right? We are. I heard that the Palms shut down their uh, big night club. Yes, they did. Yeah, they had uh, they had booked a marshmallow in there for a very, very long residency. When nobody showed up, they, they shut it all down. $60 million. Wow, don't they have like a million dollar suite? Yes, they do, as a matter of fact. I mean, all, all these these Vegas hotels do have a million dollar suite, but we're not staying there. As in like it's a million dollars for a night? Uh, a million dollars for what? Yeah, well, listen, nobody nobody actually pays for that because that, that goes to, yeah, the whales get comped. 
Sure, I get you. The whales. Are you a whale in the term? You know how much money I'm going to spend gambling while we're there? Nothing. A roll of quarters. That's it. Really? Yeah, and I do it. I mean, where I'm, you know where I'm getting the roll of quarters from? My mom. <laughs> I just want to know whether... She does not want me to go to, to Las Vegas and, and miss out on an opportunity at a big jackpot. So she'll give me a roll of quarters, and once they're done, mm. we're done. Wifey insisted when we were in Vegas that I at least put one coin in a one-arm bandit. Mm. And I put it in. I even pulled the arm, which you don't even have to do anymore. There's just a button. No, no, I insist. On, I, I'm with you on this. I ins- if you're going to be doing this, exert a little physical effort. I, I, I put the coin in, pulled the arm, walked away before it even finished. I'm like, can we go now? Yeah, done. Because I don't really see any point in throwing money in, in, in that world. You didn't hear a lot of big ding, ding, dings behind you, did you? No. No, okay. no of course not. Are you kidding me? How do you think they afford million-dollar hotel rooms? Oh, yeah. 42 billion visits to Pornhub in 2019. Well, I'm sorry. I'm speechless about that. Where are you? Okay, hang on. 115 million visits every single day. Okay. 97% of adults consume this content in one way, shape, or form over the course of their life. And apparently every single day, 115 million visits. They put up, and I'm not going to say they put up, because I think there's also uploads from viewers as well, 1.3 million hours of new content. In just that year, 169 years worth of content in a single 12-month period. See, there seems to be an inexhaustible supply of porn. To your point, that if you started watching the entire year's worth of new content in 1850, you'd still be watching it today. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, people are... People are making this stuff. Oh yes, they've got a, a they've got verified amateurs. They call them uh-huh. people who are not professionals, who are clearly professionals if they are the most viewed verified amateur models. Uh, Little Rislin at two hundred and eighty-two million views. That's incredible. Kinky Couple One Eleven one hundred and ninety million views. Some of these names are um, hilarious. So, I mean, uh, 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 have they monetized this? This is what I'm getting at. Is that is there a monetization component? Yes, there is. If you go to this website and you create an account and you start uploading content, if a commercial plays before that content, you get a piece of that action. Okay. Um. Or, or so I'm told. Oh. oh. Every 60 seconds, more than 80,000 people visit that website, search for more than 77,000 items, and just within every 60 seconds, more than 11,000 hours of of, uh, videos are watched. And you love this because every time you go away, you always do this speed test to see how your Wi-Fi is doing in the hotel room. Mm -hmm. So you'll appreciate knowing that every 60 seconds on Pornhub, Almost 13,000 gigabytes are transferred. Incredible. And those servers must run hot. And how's this for weird? 343 friend requests. What? Did you know Pornhub is also a social media site? No. 29 video comments every 60 seconds. 
for 80,000 visitors. So of the eight, let's see what that percentage is. So if you take the 29 uh, comments on videos every 60 seconds versus the 80,000 viewers, that's for every visit, 0.03% of those people will comment. That's pretty high. So not a very popular social media site. Uh, no, but still the engagement is high. 0.03%? Uh, considering how many people must read something on uh, YouTube and actually, or see something on YouTube and then, then comment, I, I would imagine that the, the, the Pornhub number is pretty pretty high. They say that the searches that defined 2019 are as follows. And I think the list is just as bizarre as bizarre as 2019 has been generally, and particularly in politics. The searches that define 2019, amateur, number one. Mm. Number two, alien. Alien? Number three, POV, point of view. Number four, Belle Delphine. I don't know who that is. Don't even know what that is. Cosplay, number five, mature, bisexual, apex legends is number eight on the list. Don't know what that is, and I'm not going to find it. It's a video game. Oh, okay. Liberation from the IMC brought chaos to the Outlands and the revival of an old blood sport. Some legends fight for fortune, others answers. But we shall all be forged in the glorious realm. Mirage, quiet. Path, are we clear? This is my favorite part. Exciting. ASMR is number nine. There's porn ASMR. Okay, sure, I guess so. And number 10 on the list, but number one in your heart, femdom. Okay. I'm just looking at something here. Hang on. I'm going to go to... I have a list of the most popular websites in the world. Uh, Pornhub is listed currently at number 10. And it's not even the most popular porn site on the planet. Uh, Xvideos.com is at number 7. I thought Pornhub was the most viewed adult website in the world. Me too, but not according to SimilarWeb.com. Clearly the ones that have the best PR. Well, let me go. Yes, I'll say that's for sure. You know that they even have a, they've got a record label? No, seriously, they do. Pornhub has a record label? Uh, in Canada. Yeah, Pornhub number two. Oh, hang on. I'm just checking out see where Pornhub is in Canada. The most searched for porn stars, uh, Lana Rhodes, Mia Khalifa, Riley Reed, Abella Danger, and Brandy Love. I can't even, sorry. I don't, I don't know those names. You don't know any of those names? You're not reading their name keys at the bottom, right? Not reading their name tags, no. Yeah. Uh, the most searched male porn stars, however, uh, these are more names that you'll probably never know. Uh, number six, Jordi El Nino Pola. Nope. Alex Adams. James Dean is number 84 on the list. Rocco. So- I've heard about him because he's been in the news for um, all the wrong reasons lately. Oh, yeah. They me too to porn star. Yeah, yeah. Him. How weird is that? I'm, I'm- but I, I guess it's just as much of a concern as it would be in any other business. Absolutely. I mean, you still have to receive consent, right? Uh, Rocco Safridi, number 130 on the list. But my favorite male porn star name of all of them at number 261, Nacho Vidal. <laughs> 
Isn't that awesome? Okay. Now, of course, as far as um, the countries by traffic, the Americans consume the most porn by far and away, about triple that of the nearest neighbor, which is Japan. Uh, Canada is number four on the list. And at the bottom of the list, Sweden. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh. Canadians spend 10 minutes and 23 seconds per visit on this website. Uh, overall, worldwide, there is a 15-second increase over the 2018 figures. And the biggest reason is women are more Women are watching more porn than they were in 2018. The female visitor list uh, goes up by 23 seconds compared to male visitors. Okay, hang on. I just found another search criteria here. But wait for it. There's more. When they break it down by age, first of all, young people, 18 to 24, uh, most likely to consume porn, 25 to 34, not too far behind. But the uh, length of time spent on the website is, is declining for the younger demographics. But it's getting longer for the older demographics. I'll tell you why it's getting longer for the older demographics. Because mm-hmm. they're searching around for something they haven't seen yet. Oh, because they've, they've seen it all already. They're so old. They've seen that, all that's the That's it. No, been there, done that, been there, done that, seen that, known that, nah, not my thing. If you are 45 to 54, you spent 71 more seconds per visit in 2019 than you did the year before. 55 to 64, it goes up to 119 additional seconds, so two whole minutes. And if you're 65 or older, you're spending more than two additional minutes in 2019 searching for porn than you did in 2018. We, uh, back up just... I, I, your, my assumption is very different from yours. I, I had a very different reason for thinking why, you know, the older you get, the longer you're spending on the website. Which is? Everything just takes longer when you're older. Yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, Top sites ranking for adult content in Canada. Mm-hmm. Number five is Chatterbait. Number four is xhamster.com. Number three is xnxx.com. Number two is xvideos.com. And then Pornhub number one. Ah. You know what the favorite time to watch porn is, according to the website? I, I, You know what? I think I do because you mentioned this last year and it freaked me out. It was 11 o'clock on Sundays. It is precisely 11 o'clock on Sunday. I, and I, I that has stuck with me ever since I first heard about it. What fascinated me was that they also broke down um, the consumption of adult content based upon a variety of different events. So, for example, um, in the United States, when they had the big government shutdown that Donald Trump said he'd own and then blamed everyone else for, uh-huh. there was a natural six point. increase in traffic in the United States during the shutdown. However, the figure actually goes into the negatives as in a decline versus the average daily use between 7.30 a.m. and 11 a.m., suggesting that in the United States, when the government shutdown occurred, people would get up in the morning and instead of going to pornography, they'd check their email to see if they had to go into work that day. And once they concluded, oh, I don't have to go into work, they fired up the porn. Interesting. Uh, when it comes to uh, things like Facebook and Instagram, when they go down, Pornhub does not. Uh, consumption goes up dramatically, as much as 19%. Which brings me to this question. Who does the hosting? Is that uh, AWS? I would suspect that Amazon Web Services is probably one of their providers, sure. I have to be. Now, how much do you think traffic declined during the Super Bowl 
in the United States. Is this a trick question? Did it decline? It did. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, By 27%. Wow. And what I would have assumed would be the opposite. The winning states saw the biggest decline in traffic. I would have assumed you'd be in a good mood. Yeah. And as far as um, the NBA finals, Tor- your Toronto Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors, traffic in Canada fell 16% um, during the finals, and in Toronto specifically, 30%. <laughs> See, this is fascinating stuff. It, it, it really is fascinating stuff. Oh, and by the way, uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving, traffic falls 19%. On Canada Day, 16%. See, we've got other things to do than look at porn. We, we can be distracted. The, the Swiss are, are very pious. Uh, and on Easter Sunday, traffic declines by 23%, the most in the world. I, I think that makes me feel better, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, the Swedes uh, prefer to celebrate New Year's Eve versus celebrate the art of making love. 66% decline in traffic. Worldwide, it's only 45%. Mm-hmm. Canada, a little bit above the average with a decline of 60, uh, 46%. Okay. Well, now we're up to date. We are. I, I have a few more things that we could talk about, but there's. we'll save them for next week because there's nothing that can top this, the, 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 the Pornhub rap. I mean, it's just it's just too, too bloody fascinating. One of the things I want to do next week, and please remind me about this, is uh, I want to pretend that I have enough money to buy a brand new Mac Pro. Oh, isn't that like six, seven thousand dollars? Well, to start, have you ever? Okay, what we're going to do, and we're not going to do it this week, but we're going to build one. We need a computer for. You're going to build a Hackintosh? No, we are going to go to the Apple website. We need a computer for CES because you want to be able to do color corrected video. Uh, how much can we spend on a brand new Mac Pro? Not a MacBook Pro, a Mac Pro. We'll load it up with all the options and all the features, and let's just see how much it's going to come out to. And no cheating. You can't do anything before next week. We're putting this on your credit card, right? <laughs> there isn't a credit card in the world. That will be able to handle this, except maybe an American Express blocker. Speaking of which, Ebony, very popular on uh, Pornhub as well. How do we get back? Oh. Catch all new episodes of Geeks and Beats Wednesdays on iTunes. And watch for Geeks and Beats magazine on a newsstand near you. To be part of next week's show, call area code 323-319-NERD. Follow the stories on Twitter, Facebook, and get your dose of Geeks and Beats anytime at geeksandbeats.com. The Geeks and Beats podcast would like to thank the National Science Foundation.